Welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation audio podcast. We go live every Monday night, talk all things kayak bass fishing across multiple platforms. But we don't get to talk directly to you folks, the audio podcast listeners. Uh, wherever you're listening to us from, whatever platform you use, we want to say we appreciate you guys downloading the show, listening to it while you're driving, working out, or whatever the case may be. If you have the time, take a second and leave us a review. Give us a follow, a subscribe, whatever your platform allows. And once again, thank you for spending a little time with us on the KBN Live replay. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Happy Monday. Ryan, what's happening, man? You're looking good with the neon back there. Just hanging out, brother, hanging out. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a fun one tonight. It's 4th of July Eve, although I think a lot of 4th of July stuff is going to be popping off, maybe in the background. I don't know. Yeah, Kenzo's at the 4th of July, I don't know, carnival or something right now. So yeah, he's yeah. living it up. I can never keep up with when the, the actual festivities are supposed to happen, like on the weekend, on the actual 4th of July, whenever. They've it's been all good. shooting fireworks since Friday, man. That's true. They've been doing they it. I don't They've care nothing it. about it. They're, they're all, all, over the, all over the place. They are. Uh, Emily says she's hope you're feeling good, Ryan. So we got Emily Grace in the oh, comments. I'm, I'm good as gold, Emily. Keep an eye on uh, the friendly faces in Nashville for me. I'll be back next year. Yeah, we got uh, we got Scylla, Emily in the comments already because as you saw on the title of the show, it's Ladies Night tonight. We had a little fun ladies with the title. Had a little fun with the title, but it's going to be actually kind of somewhat serious show talking about some important topics with two of the the best in the sport. We got Christine Fisher and Wesley Gray. Um, they were one and the same, according to their their titles on there. We'll find out. We'll find yeah. out soon. Yeah. So. Um, are there any ladies' night drink specials or anything going on? Uh, yeah, whatever you got, whatever whatever you got there at home, <laughs> turn it up. Turn yeah. It up. yeah. So send us a yeah. note, and we'll buy you another one. How about that? Yeah, we want to get their perspective on uh, on what's going on. Since if if anyone has been around, I know there's some OGs on here that's been watching this for a while. We had Christine on with with Trade Zaldane. I don't know how many years ago that was now, right? That's that, like, a minute. That was a couple years ago at least. Yeah, and we were talking about like barriers in in the tournament space and, and women getting involved in the sport, and it was a good conversation then. And I was telling Wesley before we went live, I feel like some of that has changed. It doesn't seem. Uh, as abnormal to have a handful of ladies at every tournament. It's just no big deal. It's just normal, but I'm no biologist, but I'm not a woman. So I don't really have a, uh, opinion on that. So I want to get their opinion on it. So when we get them on here, we'll get, we'll get their opinion on what the, what the vibe is out there. They're, they're both involved with the women's Fit fishing federation, uh, doing some big things there. So we're, we're going to talk about all that stuff. Levi um, says he's still waiting on the J fish and K fish collab. I think that'd be a really a great video. Yeah. We'll get, uh, Get Josh Evans wigged up and uh, on the water. Okay. Well, okay. You never know what could happen. You never know what could happen. Scylla uh, <laughs> is getting very specific on her drink request now. Well, we're going to go bang tail. You know, maybe a little bang tail and Coke for you tonight. Um, instead of the Western Sun. That's you. That's got to be you, man. Can't. I'm you out? You born out again. That? I'm born again, Jeff. Born again? Clean well, as a whistle. Yeah. Ashley Kay and I spent some time at the at the Simmon pool over the weekend for a few days, and I actually was sipping on whiskey all weekend. Oh, look right. at you go. Look at you go, grandfather. Treat me, treat me right for an old grandfather. <laughs> you know, it was fun times. But um, if you guys see right below us there, we got a dugout giveaway going tonight. Ooh. Let's see if I can find the picture. It's actually a, a multi-giveaway. Two things. We're giving away what? a dugout hat 
and that NRS strap kit right there. Two NRS straps that will last you a long, long time. Uh, courtesy of Dugout, Steve-O sent me this picture earlier, so we're giving away that little, little setup right there in order to get a chance at that. All you have to do is like and share on Facebook, like and comment on Twitch or YouTube because we can actually collect the Twitch comments. So. Uh, TJ, I don't know if I'm going to make it to Fork. I'm going to try to. October is October's a little bit busy. I got a couple couple hunts and things going on at the beginning of the month. So if I can get there, I will. Good stuff. I'm hoping to, to be back in action by the by the fall myself, Ryan, so I can get to Fork. So we'll see. Look at you. I was shooting for Rayburn. Shooting for Rayburn, then Fork. So. <laughs> Wesley has preemptively let me know that her internet is pretending like it's Arkansas. Um, for those of you who don't know, Jeff disappeared on me earlier, right before we were about to go live. So this will be full of fireworks, I promise. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened there. That, that was crazy. The AT and T fiber let me down, but uh, we're gonna, we're gonna hang in there. We're gonna make it. Uh, so, so we're doing the the dugout giveaway tonight. Like and share for that. And of course, we want to shout out our other sponsors before we get the the rest of the uh, the guests in here. Holy cow! It scared me to death. Did you hear that on the mic? No, I didn't. Some, like I somebody across the street out my window here just started blasting off bazookas. So the fireworks are, are beginning. I didn't know what yes. was happening. You know, I can't hear anyway. So I thought somebody was coming through the door to assassinate me or something right here. They finally um, found us. They finally found us. Yeah. So of course, dugout bait and tackle is the presenting sponsor of the show. Uh, Pro God lithium. Let me show you this as well. Steve wanted me to show their stuff. I know. He's, yeah, he said he was rigging one up, man. Look yeah. at that. Look at that. They got the pro guides. They got the, the big motor, the big, uh, Newport there. Super so. fast Newport. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So dugouts ready. They got the pro guides. They got it all for you. And then Bangtail Whiskey. You already mentioned Bangtail. They don't have they're they're trickling north, but they started in the south, Ryan. I don't know how far north no. they've gotten yet with their distributors, but they hit they, Texas. They got a big distributor out in Texas. Okay. So we can take care of those folks out there for sure. Right. That means they ought to be coming to Arkansas soon. We usually get it after Texas, whatever, whatever the deal is there. Yeah. So both uh, Allens, all three Allens are are in the comments. They're ready to go. Ladies night got them chomping at the bit. Glad to okay. see the boys out. That's right. That's right. Uh, and then usually we have our usual giveaways tonight. It's, it's dug out, but of course, uh, the KBN partners, we've got Revo Z-Man, Seagar, uh, and Gill fishing. So we appreciate them as well as always. And, you know, seeing that motor Ryan had me thinking about something you posted on the group page, mm -hmm. which was that thread you get going about motors and tournaments and somebody designing a boat for motors. What'd you think of that thread? Your response to that? Oh, uh, I mean, there's a lot, I think there's a lot of back and forth. There's some people thinking that, kayak fishing still doesn't need motors even though probably 70 <laughs> 60 to 70 percent of kayaks in the bigger tournaments are rigged out with motors even if not for the tournament itself at least for pre-fishing i think i think you know that was one of the reasons bass got such a huge response this year in addition to the changes with steve-o a lot of people wanted a great series that allowed motors and once it came about you know people people couldn't get there fast enough yeah so thank you clifton appreciate that you know, we had Ramel on a while back and he was talking about current kayaks anyway. There's a threshold to where no matter what you put back there, it's not going to go any faster. So what you were saying is somebody needs to design a hole that would accept uh, or capitalize on the power of the of these outboards, right? Something that's built for it performance-wise because, you, you know, you can strap a bow mount on a Hobie or whatever and then you're just eating waves all day. Uh, because of that extra weight, you completely disrupt the the balance of the kayak when you put that much weight on the front of them. So that's all I'm saying, you know, engineer something that kind of 
addresses where we are today instead of us having to just strap shit on to, you know, what's been around for a decade. Yeah. And do you think that motors have made a difference or do they make a difference in attendance for each series or will they going forward? Do you think? I mean, we've seen it, you know, a million people, not a million, what 50, 60 people consistently that are like, I don't fish it cause they don't allow motors. Yeah. Now, most of the local trails allow motors. Uh, KBF allows motors. Bass allows motors. Like you've seen a uh, much more of an uptake in, in the motor scene. And I think that now that, you know, all things else equal bass and Hobie are on a level playing field. I think you're seeing, you know, that, that momentum, that momentum shift, because now that is, you know, something that separates, you know, those two from each other. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see. I know, I know Hobie's kind of been on the mountaintop for a while and they have not allowed motors except in practice. Um, and they're still pulling great numbers. Bass is pulling great numbers. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I don't know. I think it's, it's kind of inevitable. When you say Ryan with the technology, I don't think you can ignore it forever. You know, I mean, at some point I think you got to be like, okay, all right, time to, time to open it up. What's the, I don't understand the point of holding it back. I can't, I can't find the argument, you know, human powered, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. This is the most messed up comment I've ever seen. I know that's, uh, <laughs> somebody needs to cut the Texas boys off tonight. <laughs> John and Cliff <laughs> are off the rails already. A generic mark. <laughs> Wow. Jeez. Mark looks like me if I were a Ninja Turtles character. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with Nathan Higgins over on YouTube. He said he hopes someone keeps a non-motorized kayak event. I, I do too. I kind of like that aspect, even though, you know, I'm kind of But at what level? Yeah, do maybe it, maybe I mean, river bassing comes back. Or, right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you want it at the top to be like, sorry, boys, y'all got to pedal with, with wooden oars? Like, I, I don't know. He just hit you with the Walmart. I, I can't. <laughs> Y'all are kicking me while I'm down, literally, boys. I, I can't say I expected more of you because I never would, but still, come on. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, interesting conversation. We can ask these these two uh, anglers when we get them in here about this as well, among other things. What do you say we get? We slide them on in. Let's do don't, it. Don't, Let's don't keep them waiting in. on 4th of July. Boom, boom. We've got, are you Wesley Gray and are you Christine Fisher? Welcome to KBN Live. Yeah. Hey, Christine, welcome back. Wesley, welcome for the first time. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. This is like, here. where's Waldo? <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, this is awesome. So, Christine, you remember the show we had a while back. I don't know how many years ago that was. It was two or three years ago with you and Trey talking about similar topics. Uh, now we got Wesley with us tonight. We're going to kind of come back to that conversation, some of those conversations, and talk about um, some more things that have been going on. But first... How's things going mid-year with, with the tournaments for both of you? How you feeling about it? I mean, it's good so far. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna second that you with know, Wes. It's, it seems like everything we had was front-loaded big time this year. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I don't know about y'all, but we had a lot of tournaments crammed in the first few months. Yeah, for sure. The Do summer. you think we'll ever see that spread out? I mean, I know you, you want to hit like you want to hit the fisheries while they're good, but I don't know that we have to hit seven fisheries in the southeast in succession. Like, it might not might not be bad to, you know, maybe spread them out a little bit. What do I know? You know a lot, Ryan. What, what, what do you think about skipping some time? Like just say, hey, well, there's no tournaments in July or 
July and August and then coming back in the fall strong. What do you think about that idea? Yeah, I'm all for that. It's too hot. It's too hot to be outside in Texas right now. I definitely wouldn't, wouldn't think Texas, but that Northern swing, I think that's the time you sprinkle in, uh, you know, a Northern tournament or two, St. Clair, St. Lawrence river or something like that, I think would be a welcome addition to somebody's schedule. Yeah. Cayuga yeah. pulled this time. Lacrosse went over 100 for bass, so we'll see if Hobie pulls big numbers. But, yeah, that makes sense. Those, those northern events for this time of year. But other than that, I don't think anybody wants to go to Texas or Alabama or whatever in the middle of July. No. No. At all. At all. So if any of you guys have any questions for these ladies, put them in the comments. We'll get to them later. Uh, but first, we got a special guest that wanted to slide in before we got started with, with the questioning. Uh, hang on just a second. Uh, yeah, hang on just a second. I here. feel like I know where this is going already. Yeah, hey. uh, Jayfish. <laughs> What's good, that, y'all? That reference. I knew yeah. it. I knew it. What are you drinking there, Mr. Evans? Yingling, of course. The official beer of KBN. Proud of you. Proud of you. So, if you all remember, we launched Jayfish's career back during the uh, Halloween episode. Uh, I don't know. Don't if judge. Offended, I don't know if it offended Christine it. or not, but here she is tonight to defend herself and what she thinks of this, oh, this mockery. Hey, no, ladies. I don't think it's mockery. I think it's flattery. I mean, I don't know how Josh nailed Christine's hairstyle so accurately. <laughs> it's the hat. So <laughs> it's definitely the hat. Um, wow. it, I mean, I think he's got better hair, to be quite honest. I, I don't know how he pulls it off as well as he does, but color me oh. jealous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Y'all said beach show. I brought the guns. Got the money makers out. Don't oversaturate my market, Josh. Oh my fins, J Fish, get some. All right, man. Well, wow. I, I just came man. to say love y'all. All right, buddy. Thank you for stopping by. We appreciate you. Miss you, brother. Miss y'all too. Peace. Who needs to braid that hair? <laughs> so J Fish saw we were doing this show and reached out and asked if they could slide on and say hello. And I said okay. So I don't know if that was good or bad, but there you go. No, we love it Josh. It happened. The past <laughs> is the past, you know. Now you know, move Ryan. on, try to do better. I told Ryan we had a mystery guest, and I didn't tell him who it was. So now I always get nervous when something like that is happening. <laughs> if there's a mystery guest that I'm not supposed to know about, I figure I figure that's trouble, trouble of yeah. brewing. Yeah, Scylla said he needs to braid that hair as well. So, all right, now we've made a mockery of the show. Let's start talking uh, real fishing. What, what that's thinking? what did it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what did it. That's right. So. Like I said, a couple years back, we did a similar, well, not a similar show, but we did a show with, with Trey and, and Christine talking about barriers to entry for women get, coming into the tournament side of fishing. I think it's like on the influencer side, YouTube, Instagram, whatever, I think that uh, women have made a mark, certainly, but not on the tournament side. And I feel like that's changed over the last, since then, since that show somewhat to where it's just some to me it's just more normal like there's just women at the tournaments all the time it's no big deal they're just anglers like everybody else how do you feel that's changed since then christy if it has at all um i think it's definitely changing you know back uh, shoot when trey and i did that show i think it probably was three years at least you know probably three three and a half years and you know at that time on the, at least the big trails, there might, I mean, you guys can probably back me up on this and there's what, maybe one, two, three yeah. women that would show up at, at very most. And now like we'll have somewhere there's like nine or 10. Yeah. So that's 
I mean, that's really, for me, like, that's really cool to see that. It's definitely, uh, people don't just look over and it's it's not like the shock factor's kind of gone now, which is great. And I think the biggest the biggest thing to that is look at all the, the, the women that are fishing on high school teams now and college mm-hmm. teams. I mean, that's, that's where I see kind of the most growth. And so it is becoming a little bit more, I wouldn't say normal, but, you know, less shocking to see women competing on that level for sure, which is cool. Yeah. That's what I kind of meant by that is like then and in years before that, it was kind of like, Oh wow. That's, that's so crazy that there's, you know, a, a lady anglers come out or a female is fishing with all these dudes in a kayak tournament or whatever. And I feel like that's gone. The the shock factor of that is gone at least, you know, with, with still a ways to go. Now, now Wesley, you've been, you've kind of come into the scene since then. Uh, yeah. What, how do you feel the vibe is when you come to these tournaments uh, and compete? I mean, like, whatever. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's to me, like, I know that I was one of a few, you know, like I knew that it was not very many women out there fishing, um, but it was never like super shocking. I don't think, I don't think people were like, Oh my God, because I wasn't the only girl. So, you know, I've just been fishing like the last three years. So um, yeah, no, it's, it's good. Yeah. Do you hold your spinning reels at the bottom or on top of the rod when you cast? When I throw them upside down, I really. <laughs> that's the key to your elite skipping game, isn't it, Christine? Don't tell anybody that, though. Don't tell anybody. Once they figure that out, I'm done for. Yeah. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. We all know your secrets, Christine. I was Goodness. hoping they didn't pay attention to Stand my. Stand on the hatch, throw it upside down. We got it. All right. Damn it. What do you think, Wesley? Like, Christine, obviously, we've kind of watched your career you know, grow over the past, what, seven years, eight years or so, you know, from you crawling out of Nebraska to, to bumming around all the kayak tournaments across the, across the land. But Wesley, you came in and when did you start running around with, with uh, the rougher crowd? It's been what, two and a half, three years ago is Possum Kingdom. We met at Sam, I think it was Sam Raver when it was flooded, wasn't it? We launched at yeah. some little backwoods ramp. What have you yeah. seen yeah, like, we're not in the past three years? Like just yeah. getting used to it. Like, what have you seen? I mean, as far as you coming into the game, you know, being accepted and and palling around and kind of the the whole atmosphere of kayak fishing. Yeah. So, I mean, the the first tournament that I fished, like, I didn't, I did not understand when I first started fishing, like the difference between national trails and regional trails. You know, I didn't have any friends that kayak fish. I didn't know anybody that did it. And so I saw Bassmaster was doing a tournament on Lake Fork and I always wanted to fish there. So I was just like, screw it. Like, I'm going to go and I'm going to fish this tournament. And the first two people that I ever, ever met at a tournament were Jeff Isham and Nate McIntosh. Like, and they were just awesome. Like, we had, it's the end of the day. We were all loading up our kayaks. And um, Jeff made a point to come over and talk to me. And like, hey, you know, and I was like, what's my first tournament? And so they were both just absolutely awesome. Like, you know, telling me, oh, well, you know, make sure, you know, you do this. Like, just like helping me out because I didn't know. And so I really started out just doing national tournaments and just like kind of trial by fire. But I never felt like that wasn't the right thing to do, you know. So I always felt like it was a positive atmosphere 
Um, and I fish some local stuff here and there, you know, but it's, I don't know. To me, it's the community. Everybody's been wonderful. I haven't had any, I haven't had any issues. I love it. That's probably twofold coming in on the national side too, because you're not, while you're not getting kind of the little nuanced stuff that you would pick up fishing local trails, you're learning from, you know, the best anglers that are out traveling all the time doing it. So you're going to, you know, you're going to get immersed in that, that culture a little more, I think on the, yeah. on the national side, people willing to help you and try to, you know, improve your skill set as you go. And, and do y'all think that, um, there's not really a good old boys club in kayak fishing because kayak fishing is still, still relatively new that it's not like, does that make sense? I mean, there's not like bass boat guys have been 50, fishing for 50 years or 40 years or 30 years out there saying, now this is what we do. And you're, you know, what are you doing <laughs> out here? Young lady, you shouldn't be, I mean, you know, the kayak fishing, we're all kind of new at this. It's only really been going hard at, on the national level for less than 10 years. I'd say, is that accurate? I think so. Yeah. It's, it's very different with the bass boat world in that regard that at least for kayak fishing, I've never felt, um, that there was that good old boys club or that it was just rare. I mean, I mean, at Seminole, there was a guy in a bass boat that pulled up at the ramp and he was like, they're, they're a kayak tournament here. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, they let women fish these now. And I was like, yeah, they do. <laughs> and we can vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 1940s. But yeah. And kayak fishing, I've never felt that. I'm sure Wes can probably agree with that too. I mean, it's, it's been super welcoming from the get go from the local trail all the way up to the national level and everywhere. Just, I feel like, you know, we've got, I, Wesley can probably test this. You got a bunch of big brothers all over the nation in this. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. I don't feel, I don't feel like there's like a good old boys club. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think we're the sports so young. Like we kind of are the, the grand, the grandfathers of, are, of the yeah. game right now, yes, you know, that have been doing it for the past 10 or 15 years. I mean, it's the first generation of, of seeing this, this exponential growth and it kind of hit the mainstream stuff. So I think that might be wise because we're all, you know, kind of a big dysfunctional family on the road from coast to coast. Like everybody just, you know, does it the same. And I hope, you know, I hope, I hope we pass that down to the whippersnappers, you know, be social, get out, have a good time with folks. And, uh, just kind of welcome the new ones in as they come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, they see all of us out there doing it, you know, women, men, young, old, whatever. So they, the, the new folks look to all of those folks as the, as the, the ones to, to look to, to learn. So they're not, they're not just looking at uh, one set of in, individuals or one particular type of individual. It's, Oh, I've seen all of them out there fishing these big tournaments. So I'm going to look to all of them and ask them questions or whatever. So, I think, like you said, because it's such a young, I hate using the word, Ryan, what's the quote everybody uses? It's in its infancy, infancy, something they always say, <laughs> a goofy yeah. ass quote. Uh, but, but because it's like that, people are looking to the group that's been out there doing it. You know, the traveling, the traveling band of, of idiots, if you will, that are out there, <laughs> out there traveling all these tournaments, doing all this stuff uh, as the leaders going forward. So we'll be the old heads, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, like that look like we're in old tritune ranger boats. Who knows what they'll have then, but. It'll be slick. Uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be us. Uh, we've got some comments coming in. Clifton asks, Wesley, what are your thoughts <laughs> on Mark, Mark P? <laughs> That's not the, very... The Possum King or Lunch no, Money? No, I think he's talking about... No, I think he's talking about, 
That's Michael Cates. I think Cates. talking about ugly twin, for sure. That's Michael Cates, the possum here. Uh, let's see. We have some more comments coming in. Emily says, I believe it's also how women carry themselves in the field respectfully. It's about having respect. Interesting comment. Yeah. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many times I was told if I just put on a bikini, I'd get all the sponsors. I feel like that was a low-key shot at dudes right there. How women carry themselves. <laughs> but probably actually. Is it because, I mean, I don't, do, are dudes wearing bikinis? What are, no, no. <laughs> what do we do? No. You're you back? you back, Wesley? Sorry. Sorry. So Strobe light action. That's another question I had to, to ask you both about. And I know, Christine, you and I have talked about this before uh, on the pod and just talking in general. You are making your mark, both of you, on the tournament scene. And I know, Christine, you struggled with with kind of fighting this years ago on the influencer side of people, you know, the influencer side of not really tournament anglers. They're just out there, the, the bikini anglers, if you will, and mm -hmm. how that made the women anglers look. Uh, yeah. But you guys have stood stood firm in the fact that you guys are tournament anglers making your way, whether it's social media content or whatever, using tournaments and or whether it's teaching or whatever to make your mark and not go down that road. Um, but that's still going on out there. But do you have a different perspective on how you feel about all that now? I'll let Wes go first. I definitely do, but go ahead, Wes. <laughs> I mean, I, I will tell you what, because my internet stinks at my house, I didn't hear everything that he said at the very end, but it, but it was like your perspective on that. And I mean... If I'm if I'm if I'm gonna be real honest, it kind of makes me mad <laughs> because it's like you know, go put on a bikini so that you can get sponsors because you can't fish. Ouch. I mean that's that's basically Wes. Be nice. I you know, and um, yeah, I I I should let you go now, Christine, because I probably shouldn't say. <laughs> I like it. I like the veracity. That's how I used to feel. Like for sure. I was a spitfire when it came to that stuff. Y'all know, like I, I was very um, opinionated and very vocal and did lengthy posts about my thoughts on that in the day. And honestly, you know, I've been doing this for what, six years now, pretty much full time, a long time. And I've learned a lot. I've had a lot of things kind of happen to uh, a lot of growth call, it, if you will. And um, I think, that was a big waste of energy for me, even worrying about what they were doing. And, you know, I got so wrapped up in that. I was so pissed off that I felt like women were being portrayed that way. And I don't know if you guys can disagree with me if you want, but over the last few years, I feel like the, the, the bikini anglers or whatever, they used to have kind of a hold on the fishing industry and they'd get the sponsorships. But now like they almost, if people, if I, I know a lot of sponsors that I work with, if they go to a, a woman's Facebook page and the woman even posts several photos that are provocative they won't even consider her for a sponsorship anymore so i feel like the whole thing has changed and we just had to keep our heads down not worry about what they were doing and keep portraying the image that we wanted to portray you know be the models we wanted to be the role models we wanted to be and it, it all kind of worked itself out so i stopped kind of caring about all that stuff a couple of years ago and focused my energy on what i was doing and the, the kind of the brand i wanted to build and the example i wanted to be for everybody else i mean do i like it still no, I'm never going to like when people use sex to sell. Ever. Right. I, I stopped wasting right. a lot of my energy. Sure. I used to be super pissed off about that back in the day. Back in the day. 
Do you think it was a matter of that's all the sponsors had to throw money at? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's it was social media. That's all that was out there um, back in, you know, just all, all it was. Well, that's and you still I mean. you still see it like, you know, you'll still and I pay attention to this stuff probably because you made everybody hypersensitive to it. But I'll, I'll, see, <laughs> I'll see these companies post something like that. And immediately I'm like, number one, why are you wasting your money on it? Number two, just look through the comment section. Nobody's like, man, Bye. I'd love to love to buy that fishing reel. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, uh, it's pretty uh, over the line, generally speaking, the comments that because people have a keyboard so they can say whatever they want to uh, yeah. without repercussions. So I think that probably changed a lot of people's viewpoints on it. Like, is it worth a piece of our marketing budget? You know, yeah, it'll get likes. How much, what's your conversion rate on that? 2%? Like you can't, I mean, that's terrible. And I think now what it transitioned to was we had the problem with the bikini side of it. And now at least what I'm from, from what I'm hearing from my, you know, other big marketing brands out there is that it's not so much the bikini side, but it's the, the legitimacy side. Because mm-hmm. now there's a lot of women out there that look like through pictures, they're these, you know, very knowledgeable, very accomplished anglers. But then when you get them to try to do a seminar or go out there and shoot with them, they can't make a cast. So now it kind of transitioned from how you're dressing to now these companies want a female that's very competent out there in the water. And that's kind of the battle, I think, more so now than anything else. It all comes out in the wash, right? It all kind of reveals itself eventually. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think it's impressive that y'all have held the line on that. Uh, and, it, and, not, and not just, obviously, the two of you on here. There's a, there's ladies in the comments that I know uh, that have been out there fishing the tournaments. Like, I see Scylla in the comments. I see uh, Katie, our our info specialist. I know she's been MIA, MIA being a new mama, so glad to see her in the comments tonight. Um, but, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of women out there grinding, doing it the right way, whether they're fishing tournaments or not. They're just learn, you know, fishing hard and, and showing the experience doing that. So it's cool. It's cool to see. Do you think that legitimacy is necessary on, on the, I guess the sponsorship side? Do you think, let me rephrase that. Do you think that like tournament performance is, is the gateway or, or a necessary factor in, in working with these companies and gaining monetary compensation for the stuff? Ahead, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Not from my end. I mean, because if you look at, if you look at me, I, I've never won anything. I've never won a tournament. You know, I'm not making a living off of tournament fishing, but I do have sponsors. And, but that's more or less through how I manage my social media and what I can show them through what I, what all the statistics behind my social media, but I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to that, which Christine knows. So I'm I can show, I can show my sponsors what they actually get out of sponsoring me. Which is a huge thing that guys, girls, or anybody out there doesn't understand. They're like, Hey, yeah. sponsor me. I've won. I've placed in my couple local tournaments. I'll put your logo on my Jersey. Let's go. Give me some money. And that, that's, that's not really how it works at all. And I think maybe we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, I mean, I think it helps. I think winning helps for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Helps. But it's, I know that for me, I think my tournament wins and my accomplishments on the tourney side help legitimize me and, you know, definitely help my sponsors kind of open eyes. I got a lot of articles and stuff that went out there for that, but 
I mean, at the end of the day, it's social media. That that's that's ninety five percent of it. And I hate saying it because I'm honestly down to the core. I'm not a big fan of social media, but it's how I make my entire living. So it's it's one of those double edged swords, you know. And I hear all these guys that complain. Well, I'm higher in AOI than you, and I don't get these sponsors and this publicity. And it's like, sorry, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, but they don't, they, that's what I'm saying. It's not about just i mean i'd say performance is a much much lower percentage than value you give the sponsor and and in eyes on you know mm -hmm. views and interactions um with your social media i mean it's just the way it is it's why on the the pro bass side you know bass pro a lot of the big companies were dropping dudes that have been fishing the elite series for 20 years and some of the very best ones for some of the best yeah. anglers out there getting dropped because they don't have any they have zero uh, social media exposure and how many of them are making youtubes now in the last two yeah. years trying yeah trying. like hundreds yeah you've seen all kinds of anglers pop up and that's that's kind of a second part to, to where i was leading with that i think when you see these only social media anglers or anglerettes out there you know representing fishing but then they don't compete in anything you i think i think the competition part definitely makes you take them more seriously just like a YouTuber. Like if you look at a YouTube, like what Milliken's done this year, like, you know, was anyone up until this year, like, dang, Milliken's an absolute, you know, beast on the tournament trail. No, they're like, Oh, he's picking his, he's picking his spots. He's fishing when the fishing's best making YouTube content, which is fine. That's how he makes a living, but you don't take him as a serious threat or as an elite angler until he goes out in a tournament and does it. I think that's, you know, I think that's part of it. That just kind of, ups your ups your stat line yeah there's a lot of ways to skin a cap at the end of the day i think it's just uh how many how many eyes can you put on that that product or on your your stuff that's going to expose that product uh and you got we can get into some of your favorite social medias I, I wanted to ask christine this on this pod i know for a fact you never wanted to be a youtuber ever is that right you're that jeff that's absolutely <laughs> right. but yeah. you're awesome i mean like my son is, he watches every video you drop and he's, and he likes how authentic you are on your videos. And I think that's something else that people miss out. They just make stuff to make stuff. They're not authentic on there, but talk about how or why you got into that, even though I know you really didn't want to. I definitely didn't want to. And it's, it's honestly kind of funny why I started doing it. Um, y'all, I don't know if y'all remember the first tournament I won was Kentucky Lake, um, that Hobie Bass Open. I think it was four years ago now. It's been a while. And I was running my GoPros for that, but I didn't post a recap and I had one that was my that was my biggest year by far success wise I won three tournaments and I was sitting in second place on St. Clair and I was going into day two and I was just sitting there before first cast scrolling mindlessly on social media and somebody commented on one of my posts um, basically alluding to the fact that it was just a random internet troll and I know so much better now than what I knew then but he basically said that I cheated like I must have cheated to win Kentucky Lake like I didn't do it on my own. Like somebody was there helping me catching my fish. And I remember I like broke down and started bawling. And I was like, I have all this footage. I, I, no one was there with me. I was literally Jordan Marshall was the only person that launched in that area. And he didn't even come back within a mile where I was. I was by myself. So long story short, I ended up posting all my Kentucky Lake footage. And I, I started recording every single tournament just to prove to people that I'm making my own decisions. I'm doing this 100% by myself. Nobody's helping me. And I'm going to talk these people through why I'm switching ramps, why I'm going to make this decision, why I'm going to switch baits, this condition here, or why I'm fishing this. And I'm just going to literally cover my own 
self basically. And lo and behold, I start posting all my tournament recaps and they start becoming popular and it's making me a decent amount of money now, you know, just from doing that for the last four years. So it worked out, but that was never, I never wanted to be a YouTuber. It was basically to protect myself. And I tell every single professional or, you know, kayak angler out there that's fishing all the time, everyone needs to be recording their tournaments because stuff happens and you need to have, you need to cover yourself for one, but for two, use it as an opportunity to incentivize it and you can make money at the end of the day too. That's why I did it. Long story short. Kind yeah. of. And, and it's real. Cause there's like Ryan said, there's some guys that are jumping into it because they have to, but you can tell that they don't really want to. It doesn't come off authentic on their, on their videos. Um, now, Wesley, what's your favorite angle on social media? I know you're, you're, Make a lot of TikTok videos. You're good on the Instagram. What's your favorite one to uh, to post and get interaction with? Uh, my favorite social media is is probably Instagram. For a while, it was TikTok, but you know, hashtag Texas is having a hard time with with TikTok right now. So um, Instagram is probably my favorite. Uh, yeah, by far. Did TikTok? Did Texas drop the ban hammer on TikTok? It, it, it hasn't yet, but I mean, I, yeah, I work for the state, so it gets a little dicey. Ah, whenever I see. The TikTok. I keep, see. An eye on the, keep an eye on the commies, huh? I got you. Big brother. <laughs> Big bit. brother. Big brother's watching. A little watching. bit. A little bit. But yeah, no, Instagram. Instagram's where it's at, y'all. I mean, as far as stats go and Instagram and YouTube, between those two. Let's touch on that for a minute because I told Christine you were coming on here with us, and she said Wesley's been helping with my analytics. This will be awesome. So, so, so what? So, so what are you doing there? How how are you uh, dialing that in for yourself and for her? Oh well, I mean that's a good question. Um, I don't want to give away all the juice, but oh. you know, um, can, we like, can we sign up for like an e course or something? Is that where we're going with this? Maybe, yeah. I'll think about that. I'll think about that. So, I mean, I, I kind of sort of do social media for a living in my day job. So I get a little nerdy when it comes to the analytics piece. And one, a couple of things that I'll, I'll tell the, the pe peoples is. Damn it, Ryan. She does no, social media, she, but she, she don't did do this internet. on purpose. She did this on purpose. She's like, I'm going to. It's not about how many followers you have. Her well, to what happened? What did he say? Did I, did I you said, out? I'm going to tell you, you this. And you you went froze like, this. like right at the best part. You said, so I'm going to tell you. Now. And then you froze. But I think you just yeah. paused on purpose is what I think you did. Yeah. No. All right. All right. What was the last thing you heard? Because. You're about to tell us something great. Oh, okay. Well, it's not about how many followers you have. That That's not. Everyone, every sponsor that I have, that's what they think is most important. And it is to an extent. But the most important thing you can do whenever it comes to your social media is show your sponsors how much reach you get and how much engagement you get. Those are the two things that are the most important. And if you're not using, if you're really serious about it, like you really want to, like Christine, you're making a living doing this, invest in a management platform like Hootsuite or Later or something like that. Like that is the best piece of advice I can give you because it can give you metrics that Instagram cannot or Facebook cannot. Um, and that's, it's important. And that's one of the things that 
when I've had my sponsor say, well, you know, you only have, you know, whatever you have less than 2000 followers. And I'm like, yeah, but look at this reel that I just posted that got like 50,007, you know, 56,000 views or something like that. You know what I mean? Damn it, Ryan. It's not my fault, Jeff. I know. I think on her end, it's smooth as silk. Like this is going way beyond what my fault. <laughs> yes. I, like I, 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 I copied that. I understand what you're saying there. It's all about engagement and reach. Mm-hmm. And, and the same thing applies on YouTube. They say that subscribers are a vanity metric now. Even I mean, it's cool, but if you have a bunch of subs and, not, and you don't have anyone interacting or watching, then it doesn't really matter, right? Uh, and, Donald, I'm glad you made it back for your first live show in a minute. We're going to iron this thing out. Yeah. Um, Clifton, my beard is growing back as we speak. So take your time. Have another one on me. First question. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to ask a follow-up to, to you guys have broke broke into kayak fishing. We've talked about ladies in kayak fishing. Christine, obviously you've had a bunch of success on the national tournament scene. Uh, why have we not seen a breakthrough or maybe I'm not aware of it on the bass boat side of things? From Christine specifically? No, no. From any female angler. <laughs> Or Christine, what? I thought you were gonna make that jump, Christine. No, no, not not from you. From anyone over there, it, no one has made that breakthrough on the Elite Series, anything like that. I might get some backlash for saying this, but I'm gonna state the absolute truth here. Oh God! Uh, I know. Clip this, 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 Jeff. Go ahead and get ready. Mark it right now. Forty-one Don't go. record this part. Um, this is just totally, this is brutal, honestly, because I've, I've fished the opens as a co I've kind of seen what's out there. I know the the level of competition that's out there too. And I truly, as of right now, it probably, because we don't have enough women doing it. There isn't somebody that is probably talented enough yet to do it, to break through. And when I say that, I mean, with all due respect, um, I know there's, I got a lot of comments on I really do. And I've had people, I've had so many guys, Lee Livesey, Jordan Lee, Justin Lucas, a lot of people that are always rooting for me, want me to come over there and fish that side, think that I've got what it takes to break through. And I feel like I can be competitive at the Bassmaster Open level. I think I could do well if I stuck with it for several years. I could probably cut some checks and get up there. But I don't think people fully understand how competitive that field is. I really don't think they understand it. Um, there, I would only say there's maybe two or three kayak anglers that could maybe, maybe after a few years, make the best master elites. And I'm just being brutally honest there because I know I've, I've fished with a lot of different people. I fish the very best who, who we have. And I've fished with a lot of the guys out there that are pros and with all the young guys coming up and all of that information, the networking they have, and just the, the sheer talent. I don't think right now we have somebody that one has maybe the ability, but two has the time and the ability to commit to what it takes to compete at that level consistently. I've heard on multiple YouTube channels and different podcasts that the opens are more competitive and more difficult than the actual elites. I would a hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. Yep. I would agree with that too. There's half the there's several elite guys that are one competing in the opens, and two there's a bunch of MLF guys that are as well. Plus you have the best of the locals, plus all of these college kids that I swear were born with a dang flipping stick in their hands on the front of a bass deck. So it's like right. people do not understand how competitive those fields are. 
They really don't. I mean. And arguably, I think they got more competitive with the format that they went to this last year. Like now it's not just, you know, you coming up with the money or that weekend off or whatever. Like now it's a, it's a, it's a huge financial commitment up front. Like you have to be able to press pause on life and and go all in on it. And I think that really, you know, kind of up the risk factor on it quite a bit. It did. And you'll have yeah. a lot of people saying like, oh, my, you know, my wife can catch him with the best of them or my girlfriend can catch him really good. And that's one thing, even for guys or gals, but take that and then take finding those fish and then catching them when the lake has 260 boats fishing it for a week. And those fish are extremely pressured. You know, it's it's a whole different deal. And I don't think a lot of people have that perspective. Levi, he says, Hillary Sue, is she on her way to making history. You know, she's got the juice and the 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 financial backing, I guess I'd say, to make yeah. it happen. Has she got the talent, Christine? You fished with her, haven't you? You know what? I fished with Hillary a couple times now, and I know her family okay. And she, at her age, she was light years ahead of where I was at that age. So if anybody's got it and has the backing and has that path paved for them already, it's definitely her. And I, I for one, am extremely excited to see what – I just what I feel for Hillary is I really think she'll probably focus more on the social media side and the marketing side because she's good at it. And it's it's much easier than that opens road. Yeah. But well, I that's hope where the money is, too. Like, where, yeah, money sure. wise, you're going to you're going to make a lot more doing marketing than you are trying to be a pro. <laughs> I don't know. People buy into a lot on the the pro title, but it doesn't come with a check by itself. Nope. No, it does not. No, no. I hope she does, though. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now Wesley, you've been hopping around some. I know you've marshaled some events. Uh, have you fished any of the Opens, or have you just marshaled in, in some of the Elites and Opens there? No, I've never uh, I've never fished in any of the Opens, but I have marshaled a couple of Elite tournaments, and and I did that as because I wanted to learn, right? And what what better way to do it than be in a boat with the pro guys, right? And I will tell you that, so I've done two tournaments. I did Chickamauga one year and then I did Seminole this year. And I probably learned more in those four days than I did in a year of just fishing on my own. And when Christine says that like, it's a whole different level, it's a whole different level of competition and just the way they think. The way the fish. Oh, sorry, y'all. He agrees. He agrees with you, or she. I don't know what, what you got there. Sorry, that was Gus. Gus. I knew it was he. Yeah, that was Gus, Gus. Is all right. <laughs> um. So yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a. Every time she's about to say something profound, right? I know. Every I damn. Know. <laughs> now now I feel like you're frustrated. Level, right and. Sorry, say that. Okay. Say that again, Jeff. No, sorry. no, no. We had we had a little we had a little uh, hiccup in the in the deal there, but I, I hear what you're saying, and I've heard that from multiple people. It's a whole another level, uh, you know, the time, the money, everything that it takes to get involved in that. And Scylla said something that that I would be afraid to say because I'd be called a sexist. But in regard to turn, in regard to women tournaments and fishing, it may be harder for some women because of the time it takes. Many or or most are moms, wives that keeps things running at home, so it's harder to get away. And that's, you know however you think out there in the world, that that's a true statement, right? There, there's some that choose that path rather than getting out of here and doing this stuff. So that's cutting down the potential pool of talent even more. Right. 
Josh yep. said Arkansas Matrix. <laughs> Come on, Josh. Wesley's in Texas, so this, I think That's the Texas son. Big Brother's trying to silence her. That's what they're doing. That's, Cliff and John are using up all the internet down there to keep the comment section spicy. Basically. <laughs> I've got a question, and I've been saving this one. What is the oh. most... I, I don't know if I want to say annoying part of kayak fishing, uh, but creepy part of kayak fishing. Is it the random anglers that pull up on you at a boat ramp and maybe mistake you for somebody else? Is it the people that stalk you on the water? Is it the guys that come up to you at trade shows uh, asking for pictures and whatnot? Uh, what is the hardest to deal with as a female in the tournament fishing world. Oof. I know you're going to make Wesley go first, so go ahead and go first. <laughs> it's the feet creeps. <laughs> I haven't told Christine this yet, but I'm going to oh, tell y'all. Yes. I let me tell you something about the creeps out there. I went fishing at Rayburn last weekend. I stop at the grocery store. Of course, I'm pulling my kayak, right? I come out. There is a white truck, a man in a white truck parked next to my car with his windows rolled down. Christine, he thought I was you. He thought he was waiting in the Brookshire Brothers parking lot for me to come out. And then he saw me and immediately, to his credit, he, he immediately realized I was not you. And then said, well... But do you know where she fished at Caddo? Because she really wrecked them. And I was like, no, I don't. And even the, if I did, I'm not going to tell you. Is that on the super secret women's group chat or something? How would you I mean, just have that info? So like, That's messed up. It's, it's not that it's bad, but I think that the gentlemen out there need to realize when we're when you're a woman and you're at a boat ramp alone or you're fishing alone it can be a little unsettling to have people just come up to you most definitely yeah so that's where i'll leave that i got you uh silla i'm gonna put i'm gonna put silla's youtube comment up but i'm not gonna put the second comment up yeah, that's not what she meant to put. I'm not gonna put the other comment. I think that is what she meant to put. I throw a wild party and someone wants to buy them, so she probably did yeah. put that up there. Yeah, yeah. she did. What uh, what about you, Christine? What's your your craziest uh, um, honestly, you know, yeah, obviously, the a lot of the messages and stuff and the, the comments, like you, whenever some of my stuff goes viral, I don't even look at the comments anymore because a lot of them are so crude and embarrassing but it's that i've learned to deal with i'm pretty callous to all of that stuff i'm callous to the guys coming up the boat ramps or driving down the highway or whatever what really has bothered me i think the most is i hate to say it but it's it's some of the women that i've encountered and really? when, I, when i say that i mean that i've never experienced like a jealousy and a, like a like a weird obsession like just it, it's been i don't even know how to say it but more so what scared me over the last few years are some interactions with women I've had than men. And because I, I'm, I guess, cause my walls are down with women. I want to help them. I want to teach them. And I've had a couple instances where it's like, there's a, there's a very jealous, um, very jealous, very uh, manipulative and just 
complex with some women anglers out there. And thank goodness, not all of them. There's some incredible women out there. Wesley's one of my very good friends and got plenty others. But I think a lot of times women think that if there's there, there can't just be one, you know, like there, there, there can only be one. And that is so not true. Like women think there can only be one person that can succeed on the women's side of kayak fishing. And that is so far from the truth, but they see that and they either want to be that person or they want to take that person down. And I, I know it sounds crazy, but y'all, it's, it's, I've had so many instances where that's happened and it, it just completely takes me off guard and it's really, really sad for me to see it. And that's something that I just have not been able to get used to or understand the guy stuff. I mean, that's just, we're going to have to deal with it. That's never going to change, but um, yeah. <laughs> the, Freaking men. The, men are pigs, Ryan. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. With women this. are, women can be kind of scary though sometimes. Um, I, hate least, to, I hate to say it. At least the dudes are predictable, right? Very much so. Yes. For the most part. Very much. Yeah. I you remember that. Yeah, the, the Hey Dudes ad that was running around Facebook for a while, the comments were un, unbelievable, Christine. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't. I definitely did not look at those ones. Yeah, I you saw, missed out. You yeah. missed out on a, on a good time. It was bad. It was bad. I didn't know, you know. Well, that's I, frustrating. It's like, I mean, yo, I don't, I'm not out there trying to be attractive, obviously. You know, I'm not trying yeah. to look good out there <laughs> by any means. But guys always seem to comment on my physical attributes or lack thereof. I had one guy that commented the other day and he was like, well, she was cute till she turned around. <laughs> Thank you. Which way were you facing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's scary. I'll see myself out. <laughs> no. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> A few guys in the comments talking about it's weird when guy, guys say it's weird when guys come up on them at boat ramps. So that whole deal. Yeah, I don't know. I like when people come up and talk to me. But I mean, there you get a lot of uh, un, unnecessary attention in your DMs. I think that just goes with being, right. you know, in the public eye or known to people or whatever. Like you might not ask for it. I think that I think there's plenty of, of creepiness to, to go around there. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer, a lot of guys, we had to go to the feet. A lot of guys with feet fetishes. I mean, I, I don't know what's up with that, but it's been a joke for a while, but it's really disturbing if you want to know the truth. <laughs> I mean, straight up disturbing. Let, let's flip that around. What's some of the most rewarding interactions you've had out there? Because I've seen, I, you know, I, whenever I run into you guys at, at big events or at expos or whatever, we stop and visit. And I've seen firsthand young girls, fellow female anglers, whoever come up and say, Oh my God, I'm so glad I get to visit with you. So is that the most rewarding aspect or, or what is when you're, when you're out there in, in the that, public? That's right. Yeah. There, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know I shared an email with Lambert. I think it was that about six months ago, a mom reached out with uh, two high school girls and that fished on the high school team. And she said that it was something on the lines of, every time they had won a couple high school tournaments and been the first all female team to do it. And all the boys accused them of their dad catching the fish. And he said that it was really hard on our girls and they wanted to quit. They'd watch my videos and it, it made them, you know, want to keep going. And they're like, I know if she can do it, we can too. And they're now both fishing in college. So it's stuff like that, that I just absolutely love. I love to see it. And even guys, like I have a lot of guys reach out and say, you know, I, you know, all your videos and got into kayak fishing and absolutely fell in love with it. it helped me with PTSD or it helped me, you know, through a divorce or helped me through a tough time. And that stuff just keeps me on the internet. Helped them get divorced. They started watching your videos and that was it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. 
<laughs> that's oh, a, no. that's what he meant. Shoot. That's those that's those other influencers. Right. <laughs> those other influencers. Oh boy. Oh boy. I think that that uh at Hobie Worlds, that that little deal with, with the little girl in Sweden, that was that was, you know, obviously seeing what's going on in your career and stuff, that was cool to just, you know, for all of us, I think, to to be there and be a part of. Kids, you know, kids, they get a they get a soft spot. Hundred percent. My favorite. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to ask you guys some general questions, not necessarily about uh, the broad topic of, of women in kayak fishing or women in fishing, but we were talking before the show about kind of the state of the of the nation in general with tournaments, the move towards motors, no motors, how many national series were there be? What what are your thoughts on on where we're heading with that? Are we going to have a consolidation of trails? You think they'll all be motor powered sooner rather than later? What are y'all thinking? Oh, I don't know. From from the business perspective of it, I think that the market's pretty saturated with the national trails right now. And it's it's kind of hard to get high numbers, right? And you've I think Hobie and Bassmaster are still at the top two, you know. Um, I mean, hands down. Um I don't know, Christine. I, I, I kind of feel like, of course, I'm the noob, right? I'm new. I've only been doing this for a few years. Yeah, but so, you're smart. You're perceptive. You see it. But <laughs> I feel like feel like motors are 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 creeping up on Hobie real fast. I think more so than the motors creeping up. I think that what we've seen is, you know, for, for years now we've had what <laughs> one trail really doing it right. Now we have yeah. two. And I think we've seen that we're not necessarily i wouldn't say ready for two but we're not ready for two that have nine events um yeah, yeah. it's spreading it way too thin i know that you know i'm obviously pretty good friends with a lot of the guys that the, the 10 of them that travel and fish everything and we all talk all the time and we're just like we can't this is ridiculous we can't fish everything because now that bass has stepped up and steve has done a fantastic job i hope i hope that uh i think it would be wise for the trails to kind of scale down events maybe and maybe have five a piece and that would get our numbers back up to where we're all getting paid a little bit better and it's easier for us to make it and fish the full schedule maybe um yeah as far as the motor thing i heard your guys's intro i was watching that and the only argument i can make for hobie and i have seen this to be true is that you know having not having motors they are selling hobie kayaks because of their drive Probably, I don't know the number. I don't know if it makes up for it. I don't know if it makes up for the number of people that won't fish it because they don't allow motors. But that is their argument. That's the only argument I think they have. And I think that after this year, um, I think we, I hope we see that change. I think it's it's almost outweighing it now that so many people are saying I'm not fishing Hobie because they don't allow motors. Um, so I think it'll be really interesting to see. But that's the only argument I can see them making is not allowing um, people that had let's say old town autopilots or some other kayak had to buy a Hobie, you know, Guillermo had to buy an Outback to compete in the Hobie series. And I know other people did um, just to feel like they can compete in that series, but. But, know. you know, a lot of that was when there wasn't a, a, I'm not that there wasn't a BASS series. It was there, but it was nowhere near what, it what is we now. have today. Like it's exploded for a great reason. And it, to me personally, fishing without a motor is like what it felt like when i had a pedal drive forever and went back to paddling like 
it yep. sucks. Like it's... you can't, you know, like you're exhausted. You can't cover half as much water. You're fighting the wind. You know, I mean, it's just, it's a thousand things that you don't have to think about and you don't always appreciate it. Like pre-fishing a Hobie, you're running around everywhere and you're like, oh yeah, I got eight spots. Tournament day, you have eight spots that are an hour apart from each other now. <laughs> you know, I mean, all of that factors in on the, on the fatigue side. I think, I think they're doing great. I think we have room for two trails. I definitely do. But I think if, if there isn't a change made on the Hobie side, you'll continue to see that momentum swing. And I don't think that they have to be the same. I don't think they have to be the same trail. If Hobie wants to do, you know, man powered, woman powered on one side, and then, you know, have a different set of rules, even, I don't think they have to have the same rules. I think it's great that they got together on some of this stuff. I don't think both trails have to be identical. I think it's okay for them to kind of set themselves apart. And, and Hobie did that some on the pay scale and whatnot too, but I think there's plenty of other avenues <laughs> that we could still improve on what we have uh, that, you know, I wouldn't be upset to, to watch that happen. You know, I went on uh, Armando's podcast a couple weeks ago, following up one hit, he and uh, Dan went back and forth about paddle anglers getting left behind. I went back as kind of a rebuttal to Dan because I really don't see that happening. Uh, this is not like this happened overnight. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been coming. I mean, the pedal drives and motors, it's all, it's all been coming. Do y'all feel like that it's leaving the the intro, the paddler behind, or is that such a small segment that it's kind of insignificant now? I think it's kind of, I hate to say insignificant. It's not insignificant, but right. it's not one the, of the angle, not the anglers, but the, the you know, that kind right. of fishing, you know, it's the same argument as the, should forward facing sonar be allowed? People, the people that it, it, it's not paddlers, it's not anti-technology. It's people that want to complain. And it's people that are going to adapt to what's happening and they're going to move forward with it. That's what it is. And I hate to say it, but that is the gravity of how things are going. And either I think there are two groups of people though, you know, like if you want to compete in these, in these big money national events, media coverage and watch this thing grow, then you need to be ready for having a fish finder. Yes. Know, for, for learning forward facing sonar yep. and for strapping on a motor. Like if you want, if you, if you choose to compete at that highest level, you don't have to, you can fish the local trails. You can do pond hoppers. You can just go fun fishing. Nobody says you have to do it. It's not changing yeah. the sport, but it's changing what you're willing to invest in it, you know, to pursue whatever it is that's your dream in kayak fishing. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I listened to that episode, Jeff, the one that Dan and Armando did. And oh boy, it made me so hot. Like I listened to it after <laughs> you were on the show. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think we're leaving the paddler behind at all, but yeah. I think it like, just like, like Ryan said, these are competitive tournaments. If, if you want to go paddle and fish, go paddle and fish but you're going to have to evolve and change as the sport changes. If you want to be competitive. What do you think about another, another, like a a river bassing reboot? I know Jeff mentioned river bassing earlier, but something that just focuses on solely moving water trail. Like we've seen the population explode in kayak fishing. Why not something that just focuses on that for those moving water guys, the paddler guys, the, you know, random off the side of the road access people like what if there's something that caters to that you know that group as well i think that'd be great Mm -hmm. i mean 
the, those yeah. I love those style tournaments. I'm a, I love fishing rivers myself. And I think they have a valid argument in saying they feel like they're getting left behind with the national trails doing their thing. Do I feel like that has a place in the professional national stuff? Probably not, but having a separate deal for that is kind of, I guess, um, situated around that style of fishing. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. 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 And there's one fun. Yeah, definitely room for it. That that's the thing is I don't think there is room for more national traditional trails to keep popping up, but there is room oh, for something wow. like that. It's, it's reason the native series has done so well is because it's unique. It's it kind of stands out by itself, and a river yeah. trail would probably do the same thing. You know. Yep. So who's going to do it, Ryan? You going to do it? No. You're crippled now. You could run <laughs> run, the, run the trail. I, no? I've actually I've gotten more than enough on my plate. So thank you. I feel that somebody might somebody might do it. Uh, we're getting we're getting a little long on the show, but I, I didn't want to get out of here without mentioning what y'all have both been involved in the last few years, which is the WFF. I almost said the WWF. I'm sorry. Uh, but, but what's next for for that? Is that is that coming around again? Is that is that going to get together this summer again, or is or is that uh, going into the fall? What, what's going on with that uh, organization? Well, we have we've got our date slated for. Uh, the first week of September, uh, we have a farm in Southern Indiana. It's a big private series of lakes and has lodging on site. The only problem we're facing right now is the wildfires. And if there's a South wind, the air conditions are pretty hazardous up there. And uh, from what I've told and from what research I've done, that's going to continue into the fall. So I know uh, we're going to kind of meet on that at the, uh, after ICAST and kind of evaluate what we have to do there, but we're going to kind of play it by ear and just do what's best for everybody involved there. I think. What's been the impact of that so far? It's only been around a couple of years now. What kind of impact have you guys had? Well, we had Wes help out at our last one in Texas. I mean, we've had every year we've had, it's we've had to cap it at 50, 55 women because it fills up so fast. And the very first year we did it, um, that next year, that was one of the years we only had one or two fishing the national trails. The very next year after we had that event, nine of those women from six different states mm -hmm. signed fish in Florida at Seminole. So, and we see a lot of those women that attended that very first class fishing the national kayak stuff now. And it's, I think that is, that's my favorite thing to see. You know, my heart obviously beats for the competitive side of thing. I want to see women get out there and make, you know, make their name known on the competitive stage. That's where I'm very passionate. And I think that's what that event, at least from my perspective is kind of geared towards is getting women out there and more confident competing because not, I mean, just to give a, give an example for younger women getting into it, just to see women doing it, I think is important in competing. But I want to hear Wes's opinion on that, because like I said, we kind of, I kind of wrangled her in to help out this last one. And she just, I was so blown away by how, not only how helpful and knowledgeable she was, but just professional and willing to get these ladies out in the water and share her knowledge. It was a huge addition to our event organization. And I want to hear her thoughts on it too. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's a great way for. I swear it's on purpose. To introduce more women to the swim. Sorry, did I go out again? Yeah. Every time you're about to drop yeah. the juice. It's, every it's, time. Only, it's only at the important part. Don't worry. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. But no, yeah. it's it's a great way for women to build their confidence in the sport. You know, especially in a setting where you don't have to worry about somebody, you know, picking on you because you don't know how to do something. 
Yeah. You know, we're all just trying to figure it out. It's great. You know, like I, it was a good time. One of your attendees in the comments, Teresa Hairston. Hey, Teresa. Oh, Teresa, yes. Yeah. There you go. So she had a good awesome. time. Yeah. That's cool stuff. Hopefully y'all get that put back together. Is there an option to move it somewhere further south? That's we do have a, a backup location in Texas. We did have it in Texas last year. Um, I'm not sure if we can pull that together last minute, but there is that that location is in reserve. And if not, we will discuss an earlier date for next spring. Good stuff, y'all. Well, I appreciate you both taking the time to join us tonight. I think that was a, a great discussion. Um, important topic. You guys are doing big things for the for the community in general, especially for the, the female anglers out there, inspiring them to get involved and come take our money uh, one by one. Come take our money. So, uh, yeah, Ryan, anything else you want to ask before we let these ladies slide out of here? No, that's all I got. Thanks. Thanks for both hanging around um, on the podcast and in person. Uh, we've had some hilarious uh, <laughs> stories that have taken place on the road with you both. Glad you're in the game. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Christine, one more question for you. What is your favorite YouTube channel to watch? Oh, oh boy. I, you know, um, it's got to be the newest one you just subscribed to. It's got to be. There's this, well, you see, after my recent cornhole success, um, I want shameless plug. <laughs> I wanted to grow my knowledge in the cornhole world because I, I think I could be pretty dominant there. And I found this uh, cornhole channel, uh, some guy out of Arkansas, had really bad, really bad uh, Wi-Fi, but really good content, very well spoken. And he was knowledgeable in the game. I wish I could remember Katie back. I can probably plug the channel. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's all right. All right. Yeah. No, that's funny. Sorry. I had to try Ryan. I had to try. It was a good shot. It was a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. Appreciate it. We'll have you on again soon, I'm sure. Thank y'all, women's. That was awesome. That was fun. <laughs> I tried oh, to get the cornhole new plug in there, right? I tried my hardest. To I know. You in. did. You did. Shot your shot, man. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So, at the beginning of the show, I said we were doing a giveaway. Yep. So we, need to do a, we need to do a giveaway. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let me find the, the tag. We'll use the same one from last week. Okay. There we go. Hashtag dugout bait and tackle in the comments for a chance to win this beautiful gift pack. If I can pull it back up again, right? There Ooh. it is. The strap and the hat. Strap pack and I thought, hat. You, I thought you were about to give away that uh, pro guide and Newport there. Yeah, that's tough. Probably yeah. Could, Steve would probably, <laughs> he'd probably come through for us. I don't know. I maybe don't know. that uh, Ramel guy, maybe he could uh, he could help us out with that. Get him on board. You know, that's one of our highest performing uh, videos on YouTube. He ought to hook us up for, for that. I know. You would, you would think so. You'd think we'd get some get some love sooner or later. Yeah, we had we oh, had man. well over 100 people on the stream most of the night, even a couple Twitchers, Ryan. So, oh, yes. Gotta love the Twitchers, man. If you're watching on tr Twitch, we can see your comments. So you're eligible for the giveaway, too. So throw the, the hashtag Doug Abate and Tackle in there. Yeah. We'd love to send that out there to the, to the stream world. We made it. We survived here. Wesley said, sorry, your internet stinks, but she had fun. It's all right. I've been there, Wesley. She's hilarious. Hilarious. I gotta go. I gotta go back to this comment. Jeff just mad because Braun got a squad in free agency. I don't know about that. I'm Dude, not really a believer he, in who they signed. Braun gets a squad every year and can't do nothing with it. It's called not clutch. They signed a small, it. small point guard from the heat that can't shoot and a couple other dudes that really ain't that much. So I don't know. I don't know about all that. Although yeah, I am an Austin like, Reeves, I'm a big Austin Reeves fan, so I'm torn. 
You can vote. You can vote. It'll be all right. He's not going to win it anyway, but. Yeah. Dugout bait and tackle. Keep throwing it in there. We'll give it just a few more minutes and we'll, we'll draw for the gift pack. What'd you think of that show, Ryan? Pretty good stuff. Thought it was good, man. Thought it was good. They both, I mean, I think it's cool seeing, you know, them in, in the sport on the road all the time. Obviously they both travel to quite a few of the tournaments. So, you know, we all get to hang around them and, you know, whether it's throwing cornhole or our little meetups that we do or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's fun uh, kind of seeing them grow. And, you know, those that have been paying attention, watching kind of Christine's career, you know, it's, it's obviously to its peak. I feel like she's, she's at the top of the mountain here. Uh, it's, it's fun watching, watching Wes come out and, and improve and learn and, and hone her skills and ask questions and, and make these, you know, these informed decisions on tournament day like it's you know it's it's just cool you're watching your watching your friends chase their dreams they're both doing great with it yeah i like it i like that they're both they're both tough they get out there and mix it up with us uh, along with a, a, a lot of the ladies that are in the comments tonight i know katie silla um gene wilson's in the comments you know one of the big bass OGs. legends OGs. out there you know? oh yeah all right let's do this drawing let's do it oh Man, these, these fireworks are scaring me to death, Ryan. I feel like someone's coming through my door. I had one blow up right by the window here and kind of jumped me a little bit. James Haverly, right here and right up the oh road. My this is my Look local club. Not rigged. Not rigged. Look at that. You so can there. deliver it. I can hand deliver it if Steve will send it to me. So there you go. Um, that was awesome. Awesome. Uh, so James, send me a message and we will get you hooked up, my man. So there we go. It's in the books, Ryan. Happy Fourth of July to you, my friend. Or third of we July. We did it. We got a we got a truckload of fireworks. I'm gonna prop up on a porch somewhere tomorrow and hopefully watch somebody else not blow their fingers off. Would be fantastic. Amen. I'm gonna put some earplugs in and be a grumpy old man until it all stops. Somewhere there. Yeah, I'm about to get back to my couch and get this leg in there. Um, I'm I'm gonna leave it in a bucket here in a minute if, if we don't get something done. All right, y'all be safe out there. See y'all next week. Love it. Happy Fourth.